Welcome, everybody, back to the second episode of Krypton to Alderaan, the podcast whose mom immediately died of losing the will to live after giving birth. It's not winning any Mother of the Year awards with that one. <laughs> nope. Uh, I'm Joey, and we're going to do something a little bit different this week. We did, like, recommendations at the end of the episode last week. We're going to do them up front. So what I've been into this week, I'm going to do a twofer. I'm going to break some rules here. I'm going to do two things. I've been listening to, I've been absorbing too much Star Wars content since we started this thing. It's just, like, become an obsession. So I've been listening to Why We Love Star Wars by Ken Knapsack. Knapsack? How do you say his name? Knapsack. Anyway. Uh, Ken Knapsack's Knapsack. <laughs> that's how he carries his books around. Anyway, it's a really good book. He kind of just lists what he believes to be the be 100 best parts of Star Wars. The way he talks about things, he's kind of opened my eyes and turned me around on a lot of things in Star Wars. He picked 100 where, like, moments? He picked 100 moments in Star Wars, not just cinematic, but books, comic books, TV hmm. shows, and he describes why he believes them to be the, the best uh, moments. And it's just like really gotten me back into feeling a certain way about Star Wars. In the book, he talks about sort of this indescribable Star Wars feeling that you get. And I get that from this book. And he's completely opened my mind and my heart on things ranging from Rogue One to Jar Jar Binks. It's completely turned me mm. around. Maybe not completely turned me <laughs> around, but opened my, you know, being. Cool. Anyway, Audi it's good. Audiobook. Audiobook. I've been listening to it. And another thing, uh, since our discussion on Obi-Wan, I've been trying to figure out what content is out there for what he might have been doing on Tatooine. So there are three, I think, issues of Star Wars comic, of a Star Wars comic book that centers around Obi-Wan's time on Tatooine. The premise is that Luke Skywalker, after Obi-Wan's death, finds Obi-Wan's journal and he's reading it. And so I'm reading through those three issues and I'm like halfway through the second issue. And the first one, maybe this isn't the consensus, but it's pretty boring. Like, it's exactly, it's just him, like, maybe defending different people on, on Tatooine. There's only three issues of it, so what basis is there for the TV show? It's just kind of not all that, enter I really had high hopes for it. It's really not all that entertaining to me yet, but maybe the second half of issue two and issue three will be better. Anyway, sure. that's my thing for this past week. What do you guys got? Sweet. We'll go to Royce. What's up, podcast? Royce here. I'm gonna jump off of what you said of consuming too much Star Wars and or like nerd stuff. I don't have a good nerd answer, but I recently just finished Murder Mountain on Netflix. Not at all nerd related, but really fascinating series about pot marijuana growing farms in Northern California and this place where like 20 murders happen a year related to like underground drug trafficking, pot farming. It's a pretty interesting series of like a world you didn't know or maybe didn't know existed there. And now that marijuana is being like legalized and whatnot, how that's kind of impacting people that were once outlaws hmm. and are now I'm going to apply for licenses and be a legit marijuana farmer. In-laws. Yeah. In <laughs> marijuana in-law farmers. Yeah. What if we made a documentary about this thing that we know relatively nothing about and called it marijuana in-laws? I think there'd be a market for it. Yeah. It seems like that. So I watched this one series. I'm getting recommendations for tons of like drug stuff. <laughs> I think I told Netflix that I liked Breaking Bad and it was like now. Have we got the, the stuff for you? Yeah, totally. There seems to be a lot of it. Yeah. But it's a really interesting series and it's got murder, drug drugs. Uh, that's about it. So. <laughs> <laughs> if you're looking for something different than your nerd news, Marvel, everything, Star Wars, everything, 
Murder Mountain, change of pace. I think that counts as nerdy. There's a lot of true crime nerds out there. I think that counts. Sure. We'll go with that. We'll head over to Robin. What do you got? I'm Robin. And my thing this week, actually, I have a two for two. Mm-hmm. One of which is nerdy, which is Legion, which is still awesome. I'm partway through season two at some point in season two. But that's probably my favorite superhero show I've ever watched because it's very unique. Mm-hmm. It's not just people fighting crime the entire time, which is nice. And then my number two is not nerd related, but I'm going to go with The Great British Baking Show because that's back now and I'm very excited about it. And we I watch have- stuff other than comic books in Star Wars. Yeah, yeah, we're just regular people. So I got to watch the second episode. I didn't know that was out yet, but the first episode <laughs> was very good and I'm very excited. 13 bakers this season. That's Can pretty nuts. Can you believe nuts. it? Should we just talk about that for an hour? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's one more than usual, I think, right? The bakers dozen. They did mm. that at one point in another season and then at some point they just eliminate two people. Yeah, two people. Because the they still only block. have like 12 episodes or whatever. I like this. I like this series. Let's let's totally never keep it strictly nerdy. Yeah. It should yeah. just be whatever you're consuming. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Agreed. Right now, Miller Lite. <laughs> <laughs> Please sponsor us. <laughs> okay, should we just get into it? Let's just jump into let's it. Let's just jump into it. So broadly, let's discuss a couple of things that happened this week. We had some new communication about Spider-Man and his expulsion from the MCU, I guess. So the president of Sony Pictures, CEO, Tony Vincicera. Vincicera? Anyway, he had a few more things to say about how things went south with talks with Marvel and Spider-Man in the MCU, which is all stuff that we sort of, I mean, we we knew that Spider-Man wasn't going to be in part of the MCU anymore and that Sony was just going to make their own Spider-Man movies. A couple of things that the CEO of Sony Pictures said that I think aren't necessarily true. One thing was he said something like Spider-Man was doing fine before the event movies and he'll continue to do fine after, now that he's not part of them anymore, which I just don't believe to be the case. I mean, we haven't forgotten, right? We don't we haven't forgotten what they were before Tom Holland was cast and was introduced into the MCU. Yeah, but this is like the last fit I think, whether or not people liked it or not versus whether or not it made money. Mm-hmm. You know? You went to see all three Spider-Mans. Toby Maguire. I didn't yes. see the Tom Holland ones, at least in theater. I think I've caught them on like TV or whatever. Andrew Garfield? Tom Holland. Yeah, yeah. No, okay, yeah. Yeah. There's no, too I many. Definitely to keep track that's of. what I mean. <laughs> So Toby, the Toby Maguire ones were fine for what they were. Sam Raimi, I think, did a good job, but they're they're not Spider Man esque. They don't feel like Spider Man. Andrew Garfield, I know some of us in this room really like those movies, but also don't feel like Spider-Man, like an alternate reality version of Peter Parker that's cool and skateboards and stuff like that, but not sort of Peter Parker as I've grown up to know and love him. And this Whereas new iteration Tom is Holland better. Was, yeah. And I believed it to be because of Marvel's influence into the movies, but now that's they're highly sort of debatable. Away. I kind of respect this guy for saying like we've been making Spider-Man man before like you guys were doing anything superhero-y so I'm kind of down with him being like shaking his finger a little bit but obviously people respect this newer version more and having it tied in it just feels better to have every character under the same roof and whatnot. Yeah, it's also going to feel a little awkward having him not be part of it where he was such an integral part yeah, that's weird. so far. But as I've said before, there's a lot of time between now and the end of phase four. I don't think this is forever. I think it's 
for now, you know, and by the time phase four is nearing an end, I believe that they will renegotiate this. I, I don't think either of them are going to let, either side's going to let it happen that he's not part of the cinematic universe for very long. Now, phase four will go on for a few years, um, but I think when it's nearing its end, they'll they'll rehash this. Sure. But he pointed to Venom, which I sort of enjoyed, but being their solo adventure. Yeah, he's like, well, we succeeded with Venom. Well, we made Venom and people liked it or something. So I'm not necessarily sure that that's true. I do think there's room for like a, hopefully a Peter Parker introduction into the Venom movie or a Venom introduction into whatever Sony makes next as a Spider-Man movie. And they did a really great job with Into the Spider-Verse. What a phenomenal achievement, obviously, and one of the best superhero movies of all time. So there is hope. There is hope. I agree. But I think it's extremely awkward to not have him in this Marvel Cinematic Universe It's like a TV show where you're like, next season they didn't get a contract with that guy, so they just wrote him off. Right. Or just Game of Thrones style recast. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so many times recasting. Is it still going to be Tom Holland if it's a solo thing? Yeah, they're going to keep Tom Holland. Well, I mean, I guess that's kind of cool because he's young. So then you could bring him back and maybe it would still make sense. Yeah. If they do a weird side tangent. Right. And they've introduced, uh, in one way or another, they've introduced Miles Morales into the Tom Holland movie. So there's that to go with as well. If Sony does something where in a few years they want to sort of kill off Peter Parker, they still have Miles Morales, which they could transition into. They have like a safe zone and I think they know how to make a better movie because of Marvel's involvement with the past few. So we'll see what happens. But yeah, I don't think in the long term that they're that this is going to stay this way. Time will tell. Time will tell. So also this week, the DC Birds of Prey teaser dropped. And it's a female-led team of heroes and anti-heroes and I guess villains from Gotham teaming up, taking down bad guys slash batter guys. What'd you guys think of the trailer? So, so it's, it's, it's not just Harley Quinn. It's, it's not just Harley Quinn. It, it seems like she's probably going to be like the main character. She's the though. main draw, yeah. sure. Like Harley Quinn always is. But it's a female group of vigilantes fighting crime. The teaser's pretty fun, right? Like it starts off with all the red balloons, which is like It Chapter 2 came out last week and the music playing that is the theme for It, for the clown from huh. It, and she comes on and pops a balloon. Yeah. He's like, I've had enough of fucking clowns, which is also like a Joker thing, which yeah. is all fun. I, that was probably the biggest thing of note in it is that she came out and said, no more Jokers or yeah. whatever. It's kind of funny because you have the Joker trailer movie coming out. Mm-hmm. Joker. <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, it's going to be a movie, female cast, taking out bad guys. What do we think? Off the heels of our discussion last week being Joker and us, more or less, I think the group voting that that looked good. What do we think about this? I think it looks kind of like Suicide Squad Volume 2, which I didn't ever see because it looked terrible and I've heard that it was not a good movie. And I kind of think it seems basically like that. I think it's cool, though, having like the chick-led team. Why not? I'm sure Marvel will do an equivalent to it because they had that scene in Avengers. Like, same idea, right? You're like, there are also all these strong female characters to choose from. Why not? Yeah, I think this is also going to come up. This is going to be something we discuss later on in this episode is with them doing similar things. What are we maybe 
more excited? Spoiler alert for the end of the podcast. What are we more excited for, you know, comic book universe wise? But uh, the cast looks great. I think the, the and the roster we've is got. Is it a TV TV show or? It is a movie. Hmm, I thought for some reason it looked like serious to me. Okay, movie. Sorry. Yeah. Cast. Cast. Margot Robbie and Ewan McGregor are probably the big sell. So Ewan McGregor is playing Black Mask, the big bad of the film. So Margot Robbie, Mary Elizabeth Winstead, she's pretty great. She's in 10 Cloverfield Lane, which was which is a really great movie. She was really great in it. Anyway, the roster mm. for the crew. Harley Quinn, Black Canary, Huntress, Cassandra Kane, who's Batgirl, and Renee Montoya, one of the GCPD officers. I was going to say, are they going to have... Um... Commissioner Gordon? Yeah. No, I don't... Well... I don't know if he'll make like a cameo, but I think it's going to be centered on sort of because it's this female-led roster, it's going to focus on Montoya in the GCPD. And then we've, you know, we've got the bad guys. We've got Victor Zaz playing a role, but I think Black Mask is the big deal and Ewan McGregor is pretty great. So cool. Yeah, we'll see how it goes. You know, pointing to our confusion a little bit earlier, it might make a better TV series, I think, like a serialized version of... I got like, like you said Gotham originally and you were just saying... Stating Gotham as the place it's set, but I immediately got Gotham, the TV show vibes from it. Yeah. But that would be a crazy cast for a TV show. Well, because DC is also launching their streaming service, I don't necessarily think it would be that crazy of a cast because you could also do this transition like Marvel is doing where the streaming service shows are connected to the sure. cinematic universe. But I, I don't know. We'll see how it plays out. I'm not super excited for it <laughs> because it's DC and they haven't really done anything that's super exciting to me in It's a short a while, teaser, though. It's a very short teaser. We don't know much. I mean, it's dark, it's broody, it's Gotham. That's the tagline for the show. That's what, <laughs> uh, for the movie. That's Soul. what it should be. Here's a giant check. <laughs> Warner Brothers, if you're looking for somebody, that just came off the top of my head. <laughs> just pull it right off there. This guy! <laughs> I wish them luck. I want it to be good. It would yeah. be cool if every franchise was killing it. Marvel, DC, Star Wars. Yeah, as nerds of everything, including True Crime and Great British Baking Show. We just want all of this stuff su- yeah. to succeed so we can be happy. So how long is it going to take for him to get it right? How many movies do you make before you're like, hey, we made one. Yeah. It was a good one. Yeah. Let's do it again. Yep. Who knows? Who's to say? Maybe we'll find out. The good thing about that question is there's room to find out, right? Stay tuned. Stay tuned for more. All right, let's dive into this. So last week we talked about D23 Star Wars news. Previously. We told you it was going to be part one. And now we're going to talk about what everyone listening wants to hear. Bad boys for life. Just kidding. We're not going to talk about that. Uh, We're going to talk about D23, part two, Marvel TV shows. Comic-Con was a few weeks back and they announced, you know, the Disney plus Marvel shows that will be airing. Among that was the Loki show, Falcon and the Winter Soldier, several others. So at D23, they announced some new shows for the Disney Plus streaming service, stuff that they didn't talk about at Comic-Con. And that includes Moon Knight, She-Hulk, and Miss Marvel. So we're going to talk about those. Let's start with Moon Knight. Moon Knight, I think, is probably one of the most edge fringe characters. A great thing about this is that Marvel now feels comfortable doing this stuff. Like they've had... We're going to take an obscure person. Right, exactly. They've had success with sort of the more mainstream stuff. And they've, you know, they've built that out and sort of been expanding into the more fringe aspects of the Marvel universe as a whole. So I think Moon Knight falls into that category. And we don't know much about any of these. We just know that Kevin Feige walked out on stage and said a little bit about them. So if you watch the D23 footage, he announces 
Moon Knight and that it centers around a character who may or may not have superpowers. He may have gotten killed in Afghanistan and been resurrected by a god, or he may just be crazy. So that's how Kevin Feige introduced him. He's a super interesting character because of that, because he has sort of multiple personalities. You don't know whether he's just crazy or has superpowers, but he puts on a costume and he goes out and fights crime. Hmm. And, you know, you're not really sure. I think this could be a great opportunity, and this is going to be our talking point for this because it's now something we're all familiar with whether the group in this room is familiar with Moon Knight specifically or not, we're familiar with something that I think this could relate to. So I think that this could be Marvel's version of Legion, which I think is very exciting because we all love Legion. Like Robin said, we believe it's one of the best superhero TV shows out there, or the best. And it's because it's so interesting, because of the psychosis, because of the psychology, because of the multiple personalities. You don't know whether the show is entirely real or whether it's just part of his psychosis. And I think that Moon Knight could be a big part of that. So knowing what you both know from the D23 footage and from what Kevin Feige said, we all probably don't know much about the character, but we know Legion and know how much we love it. What do you guys think about Marvel going down that road with a, is it going to be tired because of Legion or could this be sort of another great psychology driven superhero TV show? When I was reading about it, it sounded like immediately I thought, oh, that sounds like Legion, which is cool. And I think they could do a good job with it, but it has a pretty high potential to just be Legion with like a different cast of characters and yeah. a different setting. But I think if they can do it in a different way and make it interesting, then it would potentially be a really cool show. Sure. What do you think, Royce? We'll go to Royce. I don't know anything about Moon Knight the character, so I have no expectations, which I think is a plus. Like you said, bring these fringe characters in who that was going to be like a phase one movie. Mm -hmm. Maybe not a great idea, but now you're like, okay, we'll branch out. I don't know anything about the character, so I would be excited to learn. Legion is tough to get into if you're not like, I want to deep dive into a character and into more than just explosions and good guys and bad guys. It's definitely for a different type of comic book TV show or movie fan. And I don't think it's tired yet. Even if it did rip off Legion, like you've seen the Spider-Man get bit by the spider, lose his uncle, turn into a good guy, fight the bad guy. You know, you've seen that story. Yeah, let's do some other weird stuff. Yeah, this could be something fresh and new for Marvel to do. I agree. Anyway, seems interesting. I'm willing to give it a shot. And, you know, as long as they can, in one way or another, make it unique. I think the psychology part is super interesting, just like Legion, and it'll be a lot to deal with. Well, so it'll be Legion, but he doesn't have superpowers. But he might have superpowers, but he might not have superpowers. It's clear but aside, in Legion he's got powers. But aside from that, he puts on a costume and goes and fights bad guys, which I think we'll, we'll, we will see in the show. It's not going to be... You know, that doesn't really happen. In, we're, we're comparing this too much to Legion, where just I think the psychology part like will be very reminiscent of that. But he will put on a costume. It's a pretty badass-looking costume. Yeah. And he will go and fight bad guys because whether or not he has powers, he believes that he does. So it will be a superhero show. The next thing. Okay, so we'll go to Miss Marvel next. Super interesting character. I'm pretty excited for this show. So let's get into it. So Miss Marvel, Kamala Khan, 
on. She's relatively recent in terms of comic books. I think her introduction was in 2013 in the comic books. So she's very new character, but very fan beloved. She's a Pakistani Muslim character. First one to sort of get a, her own title comic book, which is really great. And teenager, she's like very, in my mind, reminiscent of the Peter Parker that we love, where she's a younger superhero dealing with coming into these powers. So she idolizes Captain Marvel, which is where her name comes from. So she's sort of a superhero fangirl. And then- Not related. Not related. But she comes into these powers and takes up that moniker because she's such a fan. So she's also something we haven't really seen before, unless you watched Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., which I think they're just gonna sort of remove any reference to. But she's an inhuman, which- is, of course, as we all know, a sort of ancient race of human beings that the Kree, the alien race, the Kree experiment on to sort of extract our potential. And so when the Kree, as the Kree continue to do that, they create these super people that call themselves the Inhumans. The way it works is now on Earth and also the moon, these Inhumans exist. Their powers come out when they're exposed to a mist called the Terrigen Mist. So the way Kamala gets her powers is she's like out with her friends at a party and a Terrigen Bomb goes off, spreading Terrigen mist, and she is subject to that. She doesn't know she's an inhuman, but she's subject to the mist, and then she wakes up with powers. And, like, sort of her dreams come true because she idolizes superheroes and she's a fangirl. So she wakes up with these powers, and it's fun for her. So this, I think, will be... I'm not sure when it hits Disney+. Plus. I'm not sure Kevin Feige announced that, but it will already have ties into the MCU. Carol Danvers' Captain Marvel from the movie will be present in one form of another because Miss Marvel will have to adopt the name. So it will be our first, I think, real connection to the MCU in a show like this, or one of the first. We'll talk about another after this. But yeah, are you guys interested? It's another fringe character. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. So she's very new, obviously, but she's a fan. Like I said, she's a fan favorite. I think that it's really interesting that there are superheroes in the universe. Like this character is new, period in like real world timeline. You said 2013, the character was introduced. Yep. So that's very new character period. But like in universe, obviously heroes are being born and growing up and being like, Spider-Man, woo! Right. Like, there's gotta be a young person idolizing Spider-Man that would eventually become some other superhero. But then to be like, I'm gonna be Spider-Man Jr. I feel like there's some like trademark infringement going on there. If I was Captain Marvel, I'd be a little ticked off. I would be copyright striking your YouTube videos <laughs> Demonetizing. You're just burned. <laughs> You're just burned by society. It's kind of, it's a funny thing though. I wonder if that would play into it. Like if Captain Marvel shows up and she's like, oh, you think you're like hot shit, huh? Nah, Watch. it's a point of pride. Point of pride. It's like, wow, I'm doing such a good job that these, the next generation of heroes idolize me that much. I think that's a cool point to hit on. I wonder if they'll go through that. Like you look to your idol and you aspire to be like people that are maybe greater than you and try to be greater than them in turn. I like mm -hmm. that as a concept, especially when you're talking about superheroes. I feel like that's all right up your alley. Yeah. Like, oh, a hero that doesn't even know he's a hero. <laughs> 
What a hero! Um, but yeah, so, but, uh, you know, it turns into this thing which they might touch on in the show and certainly they will touch on Miss Marvel is slated to get a movie so they'll release the show and hmm. then it'll it'll head towards her being in a movie. And I wonder if they would go towards, so we saw Captain America Civil War in the comic books that was a huge event in 2005 and more recently there has been Civil War 2 and Miss Marvel was part of that and Miss Marvel and Captain Marvel were on opposing sides of that. So it was sort of a maybe never meet your heroes kind totally. of situation. So I wonder if that's sort of the progress they will make in the show as it heads towards a movie. Right. Eventually will we get heads. a Civil War 2 like Captain Marvel Civil War 2? And which I think would be a very interesting Captain Marvel Civil War 2. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think it would be a very interesting way to go. Um, I just got it. <laughs> what do you think? Um, I'm excited about it. I think that would be really cool. And I would definitely hope that they would turn it into like Civil War 2 because I think that would be the best way to go with it. And I would be super excited to see that movie because I, I liked Civil War, the first one with mm -hmm. Captain America. I thought that was a good movie. So I think if they could turn that into the second second version of that, I think that would be really cool. Yeah, I agree. Next up, She-Hulk. Another Disney plus Marvel TV show, She-Hulk. I really love this. I really, really do. This might be one of the ones I'm most excited about, but I'm not sure how excited everyone else will be about it. So, She-Hulk, Jennifer Walters. She is Bruce Banner's cousin. Something happens to her, and she needs a blood transfusion, and Bruce gives her some blood, and obviously that has the consequences of making her at least part Hulk. So, <laughs> so laugh all you want. It's cool. She's she's just such a badass lady. I'm just so excited to see this just because she's just a strong, independent She-Hulk. You know what I'm saying? So Not at all riding on the coattails of any other character. Well, yeah, I guess I don't know the publication history to be like, well, she came before... But anyway, uh, she didn't come before the Hulk. But she's a lawyer turned part Hulk. She stays mostly in her Hulk form and sort of maintains her facilities. Like she still has, she still retains all her intellect in her Hulk right. form. So, <laughs> you know, I think originally she was sort of stuck that way, but then it was retconned to she just prefers to be that way. And then as we go through, it's like, okay, well, she realized she could be strong as both Jennifer Walters and She-Hulk and she can kind of switch back and forth. I prefer her in like the, I prefer it all. It doesn't matter. It's really great. And so she becomes the She-Hulk and starts specializing in superhero law. So she like represents like the superhero rights. She's part of Civil War in the comic books, all that kind of thing. You know, if a superhero is in a battle and they knock a building down and they get sued, Jennifer Walters is there to represent you. Super Lord. She's the She-Hulk. And so anyway, okay, I wrote down, I've uh, I just I wish checked there was off a all my notes. name for the character. She-Hulk yeah. is just so... But it's Girl Superman. <laughs> You'd like, come on. Girl Superman was Power Girl. Anyway, that's neither here nor there. She-Hulk. I think it's... A, <laughs> I, I, I understand what you're saying. It's I think, so comical on the surface. Yes. I wonder if she just comes up with the name. I wonder how to do that. Does she have like, like a purple bikini going on? Uh, It's like... 
purple and white, and you, you'll see. Give but you know how, gooks. like, the Hulk, he's clearly was wearing clothes and they ripped off because yeah, he became the that's Hulk. Not, she's but got, she's put together. She's got clothes that fit because most of the time she stays right. as She-Hulk. So my question is, this is a Disney Plus show. Regardless of whether it ties into the MCU or, or she's in a movie later, this is like a lot of CGI to put in a show. Now, obviously, Disney has the most money in the universe, but I would love this show to be her mostly staying in Hulk form, She-Hulk form. And like, you know, we follow her around through her adventures of lawyering and fighting crime and stuff. Do we think that they will dedicate that much money to the CGI, like keep her She-Hulk all the time? I don't know, dude. Game of Thrones and like the dragons in those like later seasons like look pretty sweet. Yeah. I assume that costs a lot of money. They're making all of these shows. It's going to cost a lot of money just to make the sheer number of shows they're making anyway. Yeah, I think they'll shell out for it. You can't spare an expense. It's got to be awesome. Yeah. What do you think of both the premise of this character and getting a show and the CGI? Um, I would agree with... Royce that the name it kind of throws me off yeah because it what have you been watching lately it yeah definitely is is like Hulk girl Hulk like yeah wish she had a better name I think it could be really cool I just googled some pictures and I'm just hoping they don't make her that sexy like oh yeah, yeah no that's like okay there's a long history of weird comic book male artists drawing female characters right. yeah that's like, ex- that's where these, my mind went immediately you know half yeah. of these she had like giant boobs and cleavage and her like nipples were hard well if she's gonna be a lawyer suit. it seems like that they'll probably make her respectable this is totally just yeah hearsay or whatever but she's probably going to be a respectable like no i'm up here and i will also throw you through the wall yeah that no, could be kind of cool. I think that's a very good point to touch on. I think that there should be sort of that aspect of it, maybe a feminism aspect of the show. Yes, she's the She-Hulk, but she's her own independent good person and hero and is better than the Hulk in so many ways, aside from we've seen Professor Hulk and other versions of the Hulk, but maintaining her facilities and using the law to do good. I think that's a good thing. And, she's you know, she can have you. She can have clothes made if she stays in She-Hulk form all the time. Yeah, that's what I- I can't get over the name. (laughs) (laughs) It's like, I get the idea for the character. Let's make another Hulk. You know, Venom and Spider-Man, very similar things, Mm -hmm. but different characters, different design, whatever. She-Hulk, any other name. I wonder where they where the creation of the character actually came from because it does sound a little bit like they probably wanted to make comic books for little girls and they made the She-Hulk maybe. Again, just like totally making shit up. Yeah, I but. hope it inspired little girls reading comic books. I'll ask this question and then you put it in before we had this discussion. What do you think of the name? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> so good. So good. Okay, so the announcement when it first came out I thought was the weirdest thing, but now we have the most to talk about, I think. It might be the most interesting. Oh, I had a threefer for what I've been into. (laughs) We'll talk about it when I introduce this. WandaVision. Now, if you want to talk about names, WandaVision, all one word, is a strange name. As we know, spoiler for Infinity War, Vision dies. Scarlet Witch and Vision, in love couple. She's trying to protect him. He dies. The premise of this show is she has the ability to sort of rewrite reality. She's done it before. She's maybe rewritten reality or made her own little pocket reality where she can exist with Vision. And if you look at the poster, if anyone's listening and hasn't looked this up, check out the poster. It's very sort of 1950s sitcom 
I'm looking in the poster, at least half of the poster is. We'll get into that. Um, so she's done this thing, brought Vision back in one way or another, and they exist in this sitcom life. And it's very reminiscent, I think, of something that I've been reading in anticipation of this, which is The Vision by Tom King. It's a very good book. I got the trade paperback from my local comic book store. Hey, everybody, check out your LCS, wherever you are. If you're interested in anything, go just pick something up. Anyway, that's my plug for that. It's a super good book, but in the book, it's Vision who moves to suburbs and creates this family. He makes like a female Vision and, they, and two kids, and it doesn't go super well, but it's very similar. The artwork is similar. I think the premise is similar. Um, and they just try to live what they believe to be is this normal nuclear family life. So I think they'll borrow from that a little bit for the show. And I think what we should focus on talking about here is the name and the poster. So it's called WandaVision. Again, she's rewritten reality. So we're sort of seeing things through Wanda's vision. And also she's brought back the vision. There's that. But if you look at the poster, so half of it is black and white, like an old sitcom. And then the other half is in color. The TV has like a red hue around it, which again, Scarlet Witch powers sort of vision. That's what we're getting. And then, so Royce is pulling up the poster right now. Here's a peek behind the curtain. Okay, so see on our left, it's black and white, and then it sort of transitions to color. And then we get, we see Wanda and Vision on the couch, and then we see their shadows in the background. And we see Wanda's shadow has her classic Scarlet Witch costume, which we haven't seen yet, which will be exciting to see. And then we see Vision, where he's got the Mind Stone still in his head, and he's similarly still in costume. So Kevin Feige said it's going to be part sort of sitcom and part MCU grand, uh, you know, event. Having seen the poster and understanding a little bit of now what's it about, where does this rank in shows? You go, we're a little more familiar with these characters than we are with the others that we've talked about getting TV shows. On premise alone. I think that's kind of tough without seeing the trailers and seeing like actors or filmography or whatever without gathering the tone. Because didn't they start describing this and, and even Kevin Feige was like, it's going to be like this. Yeah, you'll get it. Yeah, I think it's very careful. They <laughs> like have to be very careful to, to even... not say. I'm sure it's very difficult to sort of describe. Yeah. But I think a big part of this is that poster. I can glean so much from that poster, even with there not being any footage. Like, it just seems super interesting to me, whereas when the news was first announced, I was like, come on, I'm not going to be interested in this. And then this poster, frankly, this poster dropped, and I was like, oh, that's really interesting. It's way different than anything. Yeah. And I think if you told me they're making all these new Marvel series, you're like, okay, cool, more superhero stuff. I'm sure a lot of people that aren't in it, in it, are thinking of it that way. Oh, there's just more superhero shit that I'm gonna be behind on if I don't catch up and won't be able to talk about it at the water cooler if I don't pay $6.99 a month for the streaming service. <laughs> but they're clearly not at all like your typical superhero stuff. There's a lawyer. There's a crazy psychotic person. They're doing different stuff. And this is clearly way different if it's like alternate reality. And in the 1950s, it looks like Fallout or something. Yeah. I'm on board with that. Again, like doing stuff different than the normal superhero stuff, but it's still in the superhero world, all that fringe stuff. It seems 
pretty smart. Yeah. I don't know how to rank it exciting-wise, though, That if, if you want me to put this over other stuff. Kind of was getting excited for She-Hulk, the lawyer thing. This, All of this, though, is so much, like, without a trailer, how do you even gauge what it's going to be? They're describing it, and they show you a poster, mm -hmm. and that's like, oh, I hope I get a bicycle from Santa. Well, like, and you don't know what you're actually going to get in the end. You know what you're hoping for and kind yeah. of wishing. The idea is she's creating a new reality, and this show could go on, but it's got to fall apart at some point. So just the entertainment aspect of seeing this reality that Scarlet Witch creates, first of all, coming into her power is a very powerful thing. Second of all, what could happen in this show and then how does it all crumble at the end? I think it's very interesting. Like if she's making this reality, what does she introduce to keep things in order or to keep them entertained? Why would they need to be in their superhero costumes? Stuff like that. I think the poster itself inspires so much activity in my brain without any footage. It's showing two sides of a coin, yeah. for sure. You're going to see this, but this is also in the background and maybe they meet and whatnot, you know? So let me bring up a couple of things before we talk about any more opinions about this. The cast. Obviously, we're going to get Elizabeth Olsen and Paul Bettany returning as Scarlet Witch and, and Vision. But then all also returning is Kat Dennings. She was in the Thor movies. She was like the assistant. Darcy Lewis, right? So she's going to be in it. We're going to get Randall Park as Jimmy Woo, who was the parole officer, whatever he was in the Ant-Man movies. The like funny cop guy. So that'll be interesting. I just wonder how these people wonder what role they play. And then we're going to get Catherine Hahn as like a nosy neighbor. In my mind, she's going to be like the neighbor from um, Bewitched like the nosy neighbor from Bewitched that's always calling her husband over to the window to see the weird stuff that's happening next door. I think that's a super interesting, entertaining vibe. And then we're going to get the return of Monica Rambeau, the little girl from Captain Marvel. She's going to be like grown up and part of the show. So again, an introduction from the more sort of expanded Marvel Cinematic Universe. I'm really entertained by the thought of Katherine Hahn as a nosy neighbor. First of all, she's very funny and enjoyable. And and that's just a weird old sitcom-y thing to do. Right. Which I think is great. Howdy, neighbor. Yeah. Or just like peering through the blinds, being like, something weird's happening over at the Vision House or the Scarlet Witch House. <laughs> Whatever. Anyway. Robin, what do you think? I was not excited when they just announced it. I thought that was a really yeah. horrible idea. But looking at the poster, I'm super excited. I think it has potential to be one of the best shows. I would rank this up somewhere with my excitement for Loki because I think it has the potential to be very unique and very awesome if they do it right. I'm, I'm just really excited about it. The poster, like you said, like the poster definitely makes you wonder like a thousand different things. Yeah, I think, and I think similar to Loki, they both of these shows are going to exist in this pocket sort of universe, whereas the Loki show is following Loki after he disappears with the Tesseract in Endgame. Yeah. So that reality ends when they put all the stones back. But it's sort of his journey through that after taking the Tesseract. Yeah. And there's that sort of universe branch and there's this universe branch. And I think those are really interesting concepts to follow. Yep. I think it's meeting the point we were talking about Star Wars on the last episode. I think that's in there. Where we're like, there's a little bit of something for everybody. It seems kind of like Marvel is throwing like a hundred darts at once. Yeah. You know? And like, hopefully one of these shows will be like an awesome breakout hit, if not many of them. Them or all, but they're very different from what we had and they're all very different from each other. They're just weird. Yeah. They're all very they're weird. weird. And that's the best way to go here. Mm -hmm. Weird. Also, if you throw a hundred darts at vision, it ain't going to do much. <laughs> this is just going to phase. They're going to go right through them. 
Classic. <laughs> also, I'm very excited for the aspect of there being like awkward laugh tracks. Yeah. So the sitcom thing is the weirdest thing about it. Yeah. So it could be like not superhero-y at all. Like they could be retired from superhero stuff, you know, and and like doing mundane baking and whatever. And yeah, I think it's going to be sort of kids to school both, where maybe she makes him forget, or you know, they go on an adventure, but then they return to the sitcom thing. It's all going to be it's whatever. Gonna be it's going to be what Wanda believes is the perfect family, and maybe the only vision she has of that is this '50s sitcom thing. Maybe we'll get like a flashback in the first episode where she just is watching I Love Lucy and the Dick Van Dyke show and thinks that yeah, that's yeah. the There's way. connection. Right. And it's a Scarlet Witch and it seems very bewitched, which I also really love. Like, again, you have the witch aspect and the nosy neighbor. And, and yeah. This has probably got the highest... Um, Midichlorian count. Yes. <laughs> it's got either the either the highest midichlorian count or maybe it does have the highest midichlorian count, period. Uh, but it's the highest potential for being like really interesting and the best of these series maybe or like the complete opposite end of the spectrum where you're like, you are a little crazy with this one. Maybe stick to radioactive spiders. Yeah. Also, it is going to tie into the Doctor Strange sequel. Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness. And well, I now assume, I'm much more sold. Yeah. So that's what I mean. These shows are going to directly tie into the MCU, yeah, which cool. none of the Marvel shows have done up until I'm this point. I'm pretty excited. I like the, the first Doctor Strange and I liked him in the Avengers movies. Oh yeah, movies. he's so good in the Avengers movies because uh, he actually I, has powers. Totally stoked to see more. If these tie in and make the movies better, like that's just cool. And it's also cool that there's just something for everybody. Again, if we can bring more positivity into the comic book ethos, you know? Yeah, like been saying that for like my entire existence. If you can't find something <laughs> to enjoy though within all this stuff. Who are you? Yeah. What are you, some kind of moon knight? Yeah, and try it all out, you know? Yeah. Give it a shot and then move on to whatever works for you. Try it. You might like it. Yeah. Also go to your local comic book store. It's going to be a lot of stuff to- Dude, there's so much stuff. Oh my God. There's, Wait, so- I get excited it's not all at, at the launch, amount. Though. This is just stuff that was- uh, Oh yeah, so Scarlet Witch comes out So Disney Plus comes out in November, but this isn't all immediately when Disney Plus comes out. Right. Yeah. Disney Plus comes out November 2019. Scarlet Witch arrives on Disney Plus in 2021. Sure. So we're talking about out. this, but it's I almost like, had a heart attack being like, I have, what am I going to do this- <laughs> Christmas. Yeah. Everyone who's listening is like, what the fuck? Why are they talking about this thing that comes out in two years? Well, I'll tell you what, because there's news and we want to talk into these microphones. So shut up and listen. Are we Did we decide whether we're making friends on this podcast? Anyway, <laughs> She-Hulk doesn't come out till 2022. I don't know if I said that before. It's <laughs> like, I've already been out of shape about it. <laughs> um, okay. Well, crazy. I think that's all the topics. My question overall is now we've got these Marvel shows. We've got a slew of Marvel shows. We didn't even, we, we barely touched on any of them. Shout out to a few we didn't discuss. Moon Girl and Devil Dinosaur. Young Girl, smartest person in the Marvel universe. She's also an inhuman, has a pet dinosaur. Animated show coming to Disney Plus also. And the What If series. The What If series might be the most intriguing, but we didn't talk about we'll it, but maybe we will. Later. It's an animated show where they're going to take one aspect of the Marvel Cinematic Universe as we know it and change it and see what happens. So like Peggy Carter takes a super soldier serum and becomes Captain Britain. Uh, Marvel zombies, all kinds of stuff. Anyway, honorable- That's what it would be like if I invented the thing longer. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, those are honorable mentions. The question overall now, we know the Marvel shows coming to Disney+. Plus. We know the Star Wars shows coming 
coming to Disney Plus. We also know that DC has a streaming service. Apple's making a streaming service. We've got Amazon. We've got Netflix. We've got any other studio that wants to make a streaming service. Is Disney Plus the one that we're going to spend money on? The one to rule them all? The one to rule them all. For two reasons. One, and not necessarily first, Disney's buying up everything. So it'll just be the one streaming service. And two, because it's Star Wars. It's got Star Wars stuff. Come on. Is it the one we're going to buy? What do you guys think? It's Yeah, it's a no-brainer. And I think they, <laughs> they had a they had like a three-year plan or whatever where you get like 20 bucks off a year or something. And I was like, ooh, maybe you might have to like do that. I, I don't know if that's You got to because She-Hulk comes out in 2022. You got to go with a three-year. <laughs> lock, lock it in. <laughs> yeah, you have to get it. They put up the slide of all the Star Wars content that's going to be on it. And you're like, that's a shit ton uh-huh. of Star Wars. That alone, like if you don't have the Blu-rays or the DVDs or whatever, or a means to play those things, even if you own them still, to be able to pull it up on your right. whatever device. Yeah, that's pretty much worth it on its own. You can't get all that content for 70 bucks if you're going to buy it. No. It's pretty crazy. Also, your whatever device coming soon from Krypton to Alderaan. <laughs> Robin, what do you think? You're going to buy it? I'm- you two live together. So if one of you buys it, the other one's in it. I mean, that's just... Well, it's a business expense now. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, we're, we're definitely getting it. I think there's no way we're not getting it. Yeah. Just, even if it wasn't also Marvel which I'm very excited about. But Mm -hmm. if it was just Star Wars, I think automatically we'd be getting it. Yeah. I mean, obviously the question's yes. uh, Really, are we excited about it? And as it turns out now, I'm excited. I'm really excited because they'll be able to organize the stuff in a like logistical fashion that's going to make so much sense. I was just talking to Robin about this. You go to Netflix and it's like, you said earlier, this Murder Mountain show, gritty crime TV, true crime shows. And it's a hundred million different types of stuff. Sometimes it's accurate, but now it's going to be 100% Star Wars. All of the Star Wars stuff. Yeah. Star Wars is listed under like action adventure. And right. you're like, it's its own thing. Space dude. opera. Yeah, whatever. It's right, yeah, it's right next to space balls and yeah. other yeah, stuff. What if, Starship troopers. What if Disney Plus gives you the option of watching things in order? Watch the entire yeah. Star Wars canon this is what I'm excited in order. For. Yeah, yeah. You want to catch if, up on Marvel or Marvel whatever? Marvel in order. Totally. Yeah. I'm really excited about that. You can go in and catch up on all that, and it's right there where it makes sense. All these titles are a thing. The Pixar movies have another. I was just looking at the screenshot yeah. of, the, of the UI, really. <laughs> Like th- just that alone, I was like, that's worth a couple of bucks. Right. Where I don't have You're to search for this stuff like crazy. So right. Because last night I tried to watch Rogue One with, with a new perspective and it finished. And at the bottom of the screen, it said customers also watched. And the first suggestion was Indiana Jones and the Kingdom of the Crystal Skull. And I was like, <laughs> you ruined it. You ruined it. What kind of people are, what kind of monsters are watching that? Yeah. Anyway, so yeah. No, you're right. You you finish Rogue One and it's like, now watch A New Hope. Yeah. Duh. Duh. I, I like that. I don't know if that's like a first world problem to be like, put the movies next to each other. No, I really like the idea. Like if you just want to have a Star Wars, you could just have a block where it's like, yeah, watch everything in order and you can watch the in-between stuff. Alexa, shuffle Star Wars, please. (laughs) I mean, it's no different than when they play it on like regular cable and they'll play like A New Hope and then you're like, why is Attack of the Clones playing now? This does like nothing. Sometimes they do it in like backwards order. Yeah, and you're like, literally nothing makes sense. Like play them in order and I will watch TV all day, but you put them out of order and now I'm turning the TV off. Someone at Spike TV is like, I think the proper watching order is A New Hope and then Attack of the Clones. (laughs) Well, all right. Well, that's everything. We touched on everything. And now, (laughs) another version of everyone's favorite segment. How are my... uh, Don't worry about it. How are my levels? (laughs) What did I call this last week? 
Does anybody remember? This is the time where I pick a question that I've thought of and I will ask it to everybody. (laughs) Yeah. And they weren't expecting it. That's exactly what it was. The real surprise is that the title of the segment gets longer every week. Or it doesn't, which would also be a surprise to me. I'd be very surprised if that were exactly what I said last week. It could just be called surprise question time. Surprise question. Boom, boom, boom. (laughs) Okay, the question this week. Was there... In Attack of the Clones. <laughs> when was the Attack of the Clones if there was one? I tell you when. The Attack of the Clones was in Revenge of the Sith. There was no Attack of Clones. It was like Attack of the Clones. In the movie Attack of the Clones, they fight Dooku. A hand gets chopped off. Yoda fights Dooku. Yeah, if you're naming Where, when the did movie, the clones attack? If you're naming the movie based on the last 10 minutes of the movie, it's that's fair to call it that. But the brunt of the movie is not the attack of the clones. It's like, what's the deal with the clones? Yeah, they should have called it, what's the deal? Who the fuck is Sifo-Dyas? Right. That's what they should have <laughs> called it. They should have called it Obi-Wan fights Jango Fett. Anakin's Naboo vacation. Yeah. <laughs> Anakin rides a weird hippopotamus and pretends Star to Wars, die. gladiator. Yeah. Do you think people would like the movie more if the name was different? Because a lot of people hate no. on attack of the clones. <laughs> There's a couple of parts of Attack of the Clones I really like. I really like the Kamino stuff. It's very intriguing. And we learn more about it, Maybe it in should have just been the Clone, the Clone Wars. Wars animated series. Yeah. But the love story stuff isn't great. Could have been a lot better. I'm not saying don't put it in. I'm just saying, like, do better. God. Yeah, yeah. Ooh, I have so many ideas for a future podcast now that we're stirring this up. Yeah, not, not the most concise name. No. So... What's the next surprise question going to be, I wonder? <laughs> that one's too obvious. Yeah, I think that one, I think there is merit to that. Sure. Although yeah, I think that one. title would have worked better for the first one. Mm. And I think Ooh. Revenge of the Sith would have been better as the first one and Phantom Menace would have been better as the third one. So you find out that Palpatine, Palpatine was responsible for everything. He was the Blowing Phantom mind, dude. pulling the strings behind everything. Revenge of the mind. Sith, even Darth Maul in the first one was like, we've been blah, blah, blah for blah, blah, blah. At last, you know? we will reveal ourselves. Right, exactly. I think that those titles should be switched. But what do I know? I'm just a fan. I'm not saying I could be doing it better but I'm certainly not saying I could be doing it worse. In fact, Disney, I might be saying I could be doing it better. If you want to reach out to us, Disney, you can find us. Yeah, where can they find us? Listen, if you like what we're doing or if you don't like what we're doing, let us know either way by getting in touch with us. We can be found at kryptontoalderon at gmail.com. We are at kryptonalderon on Twitter. You can leave us reviews wherever you find podcasts now. We're on YouTube. You ever hear of YouTube? Love it. So we're on it. Uh, <laughs> iTunes, leave us some reviews or let us know. Don't, Tweet us. Don't let us know in the review. Let us know via email. If you like what we're doing, leave us a review. Those are the rules. Don't give us bad reviews. We're just trying to like make a podcast here. You, know? you need feedback, though. You do need feedback. That's why I'm like, let us know. Give us email. some damn feedback or we're going to rename every Star Wars film, okay? Regardless of the <laughs> feedback, we might rename every Star Wars <laughs> film. Anyway, give us a like. Give us a share. Tell your friends. I've been Joey. I've been Royce. I've been Robin. And we've been Krypton, Krypton to Alderaan. Alderaan. I didn't do it last week either. <laughs> <laughs>